welcome to Top Hole, the podcast about Eleanor M. Brent Dyer, the chalet school and anything vaguely connected to them. I'm Deborah Lofus and I'm a fan. Things were tough for a 12-year-old chalet school fan in 1982. We had tracked down all the Armada paperbacks in print and read them so often they were falling apart. Charity shops didn't exist in quite the way they do now, so we were dependent on jumble sales and fates for unearthing the odd hardback. We were constantly being told we should be reading other books, and there was no internet, so we didn't know about each other. And then out of the blue, Armada published a new chalet school book with a completely different style of cover. This marked a chalet school renaissance, as Armada said it intended to publish the entire series in paperback. Suddenly, only the complete set became a real possibility, and from that point, for well over a decade, I went into every single bookshop I passed, just in case they had a newly published title I could add to my collection. And I'm sure I wasn't the only fan doing this. The new style of cover was crucial in this renaissance. It was fresh and modern, and its appeal to new readers laid the foundation for the complete reprinting. And earlier this year, I was lucky enough to meet the artist who created those covers, Gwyn Jones. It is lovely oh. to meet you. And you, and you. Thank That's, you very much um, for this. Yes, no, I'm chuffed to bits. It's great. <laughs> how, can we start with how I refer to you? Are you an artist, an illustrator? What do you prefer? I'm an artist. I used to be called an illustrator because that's what I did when I did the chalet school, but I'm no longer illustrate. Okay. And that is because I I was always fully, I mean, literally fully supplied with work for two decades. Mm. And I was was never a day without work. But then digital artwork took over. Oh, really? Yeah. It elbowed people like me out because it is cheaper and it's and it's lovely and it's and it's clever but old-fashioned painters like me weren't needed anymore so there's no there's no work and that's you know that that's fine I've got over the shock of that <laughs> it's probably getting on for 20 years now because I thought oh I've always been my work's always been in demand I've always been well paid <laughs> I should be fine but in the illustration world you know I had a very good reputation that's why people used to come to me I had plenty of work outside of it nobody knows a thing about me you know because mm-hmm. I've been stuck in the illustration world very happy so I, I I say now I am living the dream of the starving artist now nice. <laughs> in my very messy studio here yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's messy, but hey-ho, most studios are. So how did you get started then, How your professional career? Okay, the real story about that is quite funny, so I'll, I'll tell it. It's not very edifying, but when I went to college, you know, I could draw a bit, mm. paint a bit, and it was a bit because I was lazy. It, so to me, it was just a way of getting off the dole for three years because you got free education, you know, in those mm-hmm. in those glorious times. So I did it. But when I got to college, I realised actually, you know, I'm as good, if not better, than most of these people. Which sh- I, was a complete shock to me mm. that I could actually paint half decently if I put my mind to it. But I, I did an illustration. That's what I was doing was an illustration course. I wouldn't have done fine art because I'm not that kind of artist. Mm. Really. I'm an illustrator. When you're an illustrator, you just normally have a an agent. 
to find the work for you. Otherwise, I have to go and live in London. I have to fight to get the best fees, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. An agent does all that for you and um, I was very happy to pay them their 30% because they kept me fully supplied with work. So I finished my illustration course, got with the best agency, illustration agency in the country. Fantastic. That's good. Absolutely, you know, so what I thought was just getting off the dole for three years turned into something that I would never have expected. I wasn't expecting this at all. And everything worked wonderfully with the illustration agency. And as I say, they just the work just kept coming in. And after about six months build up, you know, getting to them to get to know me, it was just constant then. That's interesting because I would have always assumed you'd been an aspiring artist from a very young age. And in fact... I would have always liked to be an artist, maybe, but I was never prepared to put the work in. Uh, doing my illustration course, I didn't actually work that hard at college, but I could work hard enough to show them that actually I could paint half decently. And my tutors were always a little bit worried that I wouldn't be able to fulfil the deadlines, you know, because I didn't finish anything. What was interesting... And, and interesting to me as well, because I thought that I was a bit worried. When I got my first job, it was like, bam, straight away. It's something I'm getting paid for. And I would have got to do, take photographs, get the background, paint it, get it off. So it worked wonderfully. It, 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 I didn't have the problem of sitting about thinking, oh, you know, I don't feel like it. Or it was a job and I loved it. So, oh, wow. so that's in answer. So, no, I'm sorry to disappoint you, no. <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> I just think it's these these quirky little asides are quite interesting, you know, mm. they're not what you expect. And was it mainly book covers that you were doing or did you do other work as well? Definitely mainly book covers. There were a few advertising jobs, a few illustrations inside books, oh. like compilations of fairy stories or mm. myths. And there'd be various fairy stories and they'd all be illustrated. I did a few of those, but nothing, you know, nothing special. And so when you got the commission from Armada to do the chalet school books, was that for the whole set at once or did they do it in bundles? Uh, right. That was funny. In answer to your question, I don't know. Right. Because they didn't tell me up front, oh, you'll be doing all these book covers which I assume they knew because they'd want to keep the, the style. Yes. Consistent, wouldn't they? Yes, yes. What was strange is that, just in honesty, it was just another job coming in. Mm. You know, and um, because I hadn't been told, you know, that there was going to be more of them, I thought, oh, this is just, a, you know, this is nice to do this. Mm. And then another one comes in and another one. And it's only after years and years I realised that I'm working my way through through all of them but I hadn't been told that up front which I think is quite interesting yeah and a bit silly yes yes and you are <laughs> the only only person to have done covers for the whole set oh really is yes. that right yes oh. it is yes nobody okay. else has done that so yeah. you should get a medal or something I feel it's a very big achievement oh wow yeah. I wouldn't know not knowing you Shelley school people if you'd asked how long it was over I wouldn't have had an idea over oh, over 10 years or whatever five years I wouldn't know I just know I did them in dribs and drabs 
in the middle of all my other jobs. And so did you know when you'd done the last one then? You know, honestly, I can't remember. I can't remember if they told me I'd done, done the last one. Oh, wow. Because in my head, yeah. in my head, Armada said, right, we want you to do 68 covers for this set of books. And here you go. And clearly that's not what happened at all. And so you, when you got to the end, you didn't know you got to the end. It's just, oh, I haven't had any more of those Armada jobs for a bit, I imagine then. Yeah. Again, it's a long time ago, but that's my guess that happened. It, it, it is possible that I was told up front by somebody, my agent or whatever, that this was a long series. Mm. But it may or it may not have happened. How did they brief you for the individual covers then? I'm presuming you uh, didn't sit down and read the whole book. No. Sometimes they expect you to. Some, uh, you know, sometimes they'd send the book if they didn't know what they wanted. Mm. Not Armada. Now, the reading of the book, in all honesty, is not my favourite bit of the job. Mm. And uh, whatever book it is. But with Armada, they um, they would send, as I remember, it, it's a sh- sorry, just sidetrack. It's a shame that I haven't kept some of the briefs and the photographs oh, yeah, with the, I had because I had you know I had so many yeah that you know when you have these clear outs you think mm. well I'm not gonna want like, this no, absolutely. lot <laughs> well as it goes mm. of course I regret it now because they're quite interesting mm. fleshing things out it's quite interesting somebody were interested in the book they they'd enjoy looking at the process mm. so they would send as I remember it would just be a short par- you know a short paragraph I seem to remember it just being a a slip of paper, not even on the whole thing. And um, they would, they tell me the character, they, they probably told me whereabouts the book in the book it was so that I could go and read the scene. Right. But they wanted Joe with such and such doing this and I want this happy scene or whatever, or mm. serious, a feeling of mystery or fear or something. Mm-hmm. It would be very, very brief. Right. Okay. Which is ideal for me. Then I could, yeah, oh, it's great. Because again, if they gave me the book to read it, there's there's so many Mm. different scenes and things. I'd be sitting scratching my head for days thinking, oh, it's one of the best I want to do, you know. That wouldn't suit me at all. Mm. I'd Mm. rather be, as I say, I'm an illustrator. I, I can work to a brief. Tell me what to do and I'll paint it. Right, yes. Yeah, no, that makes sense. By saying... Because what I often tell, often say, you know, the name of the game, again, it, it doesn't sound very creative, but, you know, I'm an illustrator. The name of the game is to get the best possible results in the quickest possible time. Mm. I mean, not cutting it short, you know, if you can do it properly in a reasonable time, because you, you, you're making money, aren't you? Mm. And, I, and I never whizzed through things and tried to, I, in a slapdash way. Mm. But yes, the best possible results in the quickest possible time, that's it. Presumably they were expecting you to, because you're obviously doing covers to design to modern readers. Yes. Trying to balance that against the period in which the books are set, which obviously isn't modern times, which I imagine is quite difficult to do. <clears throat> In all honesty, it's not something that I even thought of because, to me, it's obvious that they're aimed at modern readers. Yeah. I was used to, in my adult fiction, because most of them were period pieces. Might have been the war, they might have been the 18th, 17th century, a lot set in the war. So 
I was used to researching what the clothes would have been like at that time, mm. but I would do it in, in my style, not trying mm. to make it look old-fashioned. That never entered my head. I just did what I did. Mm-hmm. What medium uh, were you working in? Acrylics at the time. Right. We use oils now, but at the time it was all acrylics. I just remember as a fan when the first one I saw, it's like obviously a new chalet school book for me was very oh. exciting. I was about 12 at the time. Oh. But the style of them as well, because because mm. pointillism we had done at art in, in art at school. So that, oh, but that looks like pointillism. But this is <laughs> just lovely. But you do realise that it's how it's done, do you? No, go on, explain to me. Okay. Yes, it's a pointillist style, but it would take me forever to do all the everything, the sky. Mm, yeah. Right. First of all, I would take photographs so, and uh, I would draw it out with my magic cheating machine, not not freehand. Again, okay. getting the best possible results in the quickest possible time. Mm. The photograph would, and all illustrators did this, mm. uh, got, went in like a, a machine that blew it up or reduced it like right. a like a projector yeah, yeah. for artists. So I would blow it up a little bit, I project it onto the board that I use, which I will show you in a bit, and just draw the photograph. Yeah. So it's not about not, not drawing freehand. Could do if I have to, but again, what is the point mm. of spending a whole day or two days drawing it freehand when the person looking at it doesn't, they just want a nice plate, they just yes. want a nice yeah. mm. What's the point? Mm. So I draw it down on, on, on my board, then I uh, would put a sheet of sticky acetate stuff that you can remove and then I cut with a very fine blade round all the the lines that I've drawn in you know some are red some are blue some are green the white for the snow and the you know the flesh for the faces the red for the hair or whatever and bit by bit I would peel one layer off get my toothbrush with the um the paint on it and flick it on so that was done in that way. Then I'd put it the sky back on, then peel off and do the flesh or whatever, you know, flesh colour. But of course, take everything off. It looks a right mess. It's just these dabs of yeah, colour yeah. on it. Then I start working into it. But the initial groundwork is done by all the colour is slammed in. Yeah. Got all these, you know, uh, yeah, proper artists slam it in. And, um, and then I can work on it. And oh, bring, bring it to life, yeah. and then yeah. I do use the, the the points to just add, but it grows quite yes, quickly. Yes, yes, yeah. No, that's fascinating because your backgrounds are fabulous, and a lot of your pictures. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, really good. Okay. Lots of detail of classroom and bride study when it okay been and things like some that. Some of them are detail, but some of them are very flat, mm. which is fine. Mm. There's quite a big difference. Like, for instance, this one. Right. So that's the chalet, Jane and the chalet school, that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is. Um, I mean, the trees, there's no detail in in there. 
No, because that's where the title of the book's going as it well, is. isn't it? Yeah. It is, you're right, you're right, but no detail down here. So, and I don't think it's necessary. You know, I still think it makes a nice mm -hmm. image. Yeah, Even absolutely. though the detail is quite flat. Mm. So. And a lot of your covers as well are quite dynamic, I think. There's there's a good sense of movement in them when they're okay, thank you. skiing and tobogganing and crashing into each yeah. other and stuff. And the lacrosse one as well. Yeah. Now, with the lacrosse ones, funnily enough, I I remember that I thought it was going to be difficult to get some children to look like they were playing lacrosse. So I found a school, which was was quite a long way away, where they played lacrosse because we don't... We don't play lacrosse. No, we don't really. Yeah. <laughs> and um, um, so I went to the school and stood in on a game of lacrosse that the, the girls were playing. Oh, I just awesome. clicked away. So it looked it mm. looked reasonably realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, but that was different. That was the only time I did that. I think uh, the, all the others were just, just models, mm. other mm. friends or professional models oh, okay professionals sometimes well. yeah. yeah which the and, and that's an expensive thing because the, the models would cost i don't know at the time it was about 60 pounds an hour mm. uh which is a lot of money but the the uh the publishers pay for expenses on top they pay oh, for that's good. photography costs because i used to use a lot of film mm. and and the models and costumes if i hired costumes oh, okay. which i sometimes did mm -hmm. and um but that wasn't coming out of my pocket which is very nice the, yes, the that just goes on top of the fee so yes because you can overdo the starving artist that bit really can't Absolutely. you I, do, oh, I wasn't i wasn't a starving artist then i, I, I tell you I, I i was very nicely paid then oh i know that's good yeah uh, which is great um, <laughs> happy days did you see any of the previous cover illustrations for any of the ones you were doing at the time i will confess i didn't okay well i can understand why you wouldn't because you want it's your illustration when you're yeah. doing it so no yeah. I see why you it's just out of interest if you'd seen them that's all i hadn't no because your covers are very distinctive okay. extremely different to the previous paperback covers i mean i don't know if yes. you've seen any since but they're very yes, yes i have but you see the thing is i think anybody redoing them yes would they would have looked different yes yes because you because it would have been a more modern artist yes yes absolutely they just look more contemporary of the time in which they're being created and did you feel because i mean if, if it which i think it must take the best part of 10 years i'd have thought i'm trying to remember how long it took. Richenda, I think, was the first one I saw. That was in 1982. And then the final ones were around about 94, I think, that they were published. Yeah, I would say early early 80s to early 90s. Mm -hmm. And did you have a favourite out of doing them? Not really. I think the snowball fight one, you, you know that one? It yes, can, I, do. I, I can't remember which one it is. <clears throat> there were quite a few with snowball fights in his. Oh, uh, yes, there were, actually. Let me, yeah. and I'm not... Oh, that was the first one I came to. Oh, now. Oh, now that's not one I'm familiar. Is that ex Exploits? This one, Exploits of the Shelley School, yes. It's I've written the titles on the top now. That's one, well done. That's one I wouldn't have recognised because I already had that one in paperback, so I probably... Okay. That so, I mean, that, that is, I think it's quite fun because yes. the the expressions are quite nice. The, yeah. the young models gave me lovely, you know, they, they 
did a nice job, which makes my job easier. Because mm, mm, mm. I always say the better the photographs, the better it is for me, because then I don't have to change anything. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And, and how did you plan the layout? Because you have to leave a bit at the top for the... Yeah. That's it. Yeah, oh, oh well, that's quite easy. And <laughs> the story, really. Not overcomplicate it. <laughs> chalet illustration that appears on the paperbacks as well yes i did oh that's nice got that somewhere. yeah so they, car yeah. I think they carried on using that even when they'd moved on to a different oh did they well that's nice so, that's very nice. i've got here friends of the chalet school published um included with their magazine uh, a little guide to the dust wrappers covers and illustrations to the chalet school wow but every single one of the books so i just need to find one that i know Yes, yeah, so even when, so this is School at the Chalet. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. the next style there. Yeah. Even yeah. that's still got in its little oval, the little chalet that you drew then. Okay. Now, interestingly, I mean, I don't give a damn, but if my agent, <laughs> if my agents had been aware of that, they might have said, Oh, yes. No, we absolutely. Want, we, yes. we want to touch on that. Yes, you know, so. that would be their job. Yes. Um, I'm not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just see. Oh, I thought I could put my hands on um, the Shelley School painting, but I can't see it at the moment. So, so what size is that? Sorry, you just showed me one. Was that A three or A two? A three. Yes. So they'd be. I think it's A three. They actually, I did them various sizes. I've just put a few out there. Right. Okay. Oh, lovely. Oh, so I'm looking. At Redheads, Adrian, two Sams, and the one behind your head, I can't quite see. That's. Um, no, there's no fight. That's Lida. Well, no, no, that's no fight. It's a, that's that's leader, because I can never work out whether it's supposed to be Jack or um, Ted that's in the snow. That's probably my fault. No, no, no. All your pictures are recognisably scenes from the book. It's always a scene that I recognise from the book. I can't take any credit for that, really. Because um, I, I think you can, because you made from the brief you were given a visual yeah. representation of that scene. So you can take credit um, for that, can't you? Okay, I'll take that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fab. So, what do you mainly do now then? Do you do commissions now for people? I do commissions if I can get them, but that's not very many. I now do paintings. All sorts of, you know, abstracts. Mm, yeah. You know, I like doing heads like her there. And try to sell them. Right. With difficulty. Mm. And I don't really understand why, because I know I'm a decent artist. I'm, mm. I'm not saying brilliant or anything, but I'm a decent artist and should be, I think, be able to earn a little bit of money. Mm. Uh, what I do... And I, I tried the gallery route and it, I'm just not good at pushing myself, you know. Mm. So what I do now is um, I, uh, I'm i lucky to be in a nice spot in a very arty area of Manchester, mm. lovely little spot, and get quite a few people passing. And so now on a nice weekend, which we haven't had so far, mm. I will put them a few easels out. Uh, right, okay. Playing the work. And I say it 
okay, I'll backtrack a little bit. About two years ago, I started doing something called Art in the Garden. I had two gazebos on my front drive, which is not very big, hmm. uh, but it can choose a gazebo, sit there nicely. And I would spend two hours putting lots of paintings out, look gorgeous, look like a little gallery, hmm. and uh, put structures up on the the, uh, the hedges and everything so they could hang them on like a gallery wall. And um, so I used to, and it sold, well, it sold one or two bits and pieces, hmm. uh, but it got, I forget that I'm not 45 anymore, you know, and it, I got tired. Mm. And it's a lot of work for not a lot of return. Mm. So now I've decided to simplify it and just practically give everything away. Uh, you know, I put, uh, I've got a sign saying studio, um, studio sale, studio, I'm studio clearance sale oh, because right. you know i'm jammed full of stuff here it mm. needs going out mm. and uh and i put 50 80 pounds on and i've sold a few that way uh mm. and it's heartbreaking but it's money mm. which i desperately need i've got a couple of lodges which bring some money in mm. uh but you know because i was i was foolish as a when when I was earning a lot of money, I should have put some money in my pension. Ah. You'll know uh, that later on, though, don't we? You don't well, think you're well, young, well, do you? Well, <laughs> suffering the consequences. But um, that's not a complaint. It's uh, I feel very fortunate to be doing what I want every day, struggling mm -hmm. to get by. But that's fine. At least I've got a nice house, mm. and uh, you know. I'm getting by, which a lot of people aren't. So That's it's, I'm, I feel very fortunate. And what do you do when you're not painting? Um, oh, uh, watch football a lot. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I've just started watching football. Well, the past, the past, the past year, or uh, I'm, I'm reading a lot at the moment. Mm. Um, reading about the Big Bang at the moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a lover of novels. I can't seem mm. to get on with them uh but uh, i enjoy reading about cosmology and even um quantum physics which don't get me wrong i don't understand but i find it i like delving into it and just seeing how absolutely bonkers it is mm -hmm. and like you know the 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 universe and oh oh, oh, oh. I, I like delving into all that stuff so yeah that, that's about it, really. And I've just bought a um, an iPad with the uh, art uh, apps on it. You know, yes. when you can you can paint, paint with pixels, basically. Right. Okay. Have heard of, um, I forget what it's called. Um, Procreate. That's what it's called. An art, an artist. Uh, okay. So that could uh, be uh, you know, you've heard, you know, Photoshop. Yeah. Photoshop, yeah. Well, I used to use Photoshop on 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 this laptop, uh, but you can't use those on uh, on iPads. No. So I've got, this. and um, so I'm getting to grips with painting with pixels. Really, mm. you never know. I might be able to um, do some card designs, mm. uh, some kind of modern zingy card designs, because a lot of card designs are, to me are a bit too sweet. And um, you know, old-fashioned looking. I thought I could 
maybe do some good a bit zinging. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. A big thank you to Gwyn for taking the time to talk to me. Wasn't that fascinating? I had imagined champagne corks popping when she did the final cover. How wrong was I? You can see Gwyn's amazing work at her website, gwynjonesartist.com and her Instagram page, gwyn.jones.bookcovers. You have been listening to Top Hole, written, researched and presented by Deborah Lofus. Production and music by Kit Lofus. Next time, it's a Wendy week, woo! And we'll be taking a break in the staff room to discuss coffee and cigarettes at the chalet school. You can email us at topholepodcast at gmail.com. Top Hole is a Lofus Towers production. <laughs>